Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net. Welcome to BrainStuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, BrainStuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. The dinosaurs were not the only creatures that kicked the bucket 65 and a half million years ago. It was one of the greatest mass extinction events of all time. When the last T-Rex died, other reptilian lineages, from the winged pterosaurs to huge aquatic relatives of today's monitor lizards, also fell, marking the dawn of our current geologic era the Cenozoic, or the Age of Mammals. But don't let this nickname fool you. Although mammals diversified like wild in the Cenozoic, Earth wasn't done with giant reptiles yet. Scientists break the Cenozoic down into subdivisions called epochs. And the first of these, the Paleocene, saw the rise of Titanoboa serigenensis, a colossal snake that makes modern pythons and anacondas look like spaghetti noodles. That species name comes from Cerrojón, a vast coal mine in northern Colombia that produces tens of millions of tons of coal every year. Yet coal isn't the only precious commodity available there. Working alongside the miners, paleontologists have unearthed thousands of Cenozoic fossils in Cerrojón. Approximately 58 million years old, these fossils date back to the early Paleocene and represent plants similar to bananas and coconuts, 
plus riverfish, crocodile-like predators, and turtles with shells nearly six feet or two meters long, just to name a few. These fossils tell us the area was tropical and swampy, much like the Amazon River Delta today. Wide-leaved jungle trees would have flanked ancient rivers choked with water plants. And out in the steaming wilderness, Titanoboa lurked. Fossils from 28 of these giant snakes have been recovered at Sarahon. Unfortunately, they've yet to locate a complete skeleton. Instead, the scientific community has had to make do with an assortment of ribs, vertebra, and some skull material. Yet even these finds speak volumes. By comparing the fossils to the bones of living snakes, we can get a pretty good idea of what Titanoboa looked like. For example, subtle clues in the vertebra indicate that the animal was what's called a boid. It makes sense geographically. Boids are a family of snakes usually found in the Americas. Being non-venomous, they tend to kill by constriction. Of all the boids alive today, Titanoboa's closest relative might be the red-tailed boa, a denizen of Central and South America that can grow up to 13 feet or 4 meters long. If you happen to be familiar with the film A Clockwork Orange, it's the snake that Alex keeps. Titanoboa also invites comparisons to a much larger boid, the green anaconda. Weighing up to 440 pounds, that's 200 kilos, this South American serpent is the heaviest modern snake. The biggest reliably measured specimen was over 27 feet or 8 meters in length. Over in Asia, the unrelated reticulated python can exceed this figure, stretching up to 28 feet or 8.5 meters long in some cases. But the retic has a sleeker frame. Experts don't think it can rival the anaconda's maximum weight. Regardless, neither serpent could have held a candle to Titanoboa. Scientists estimate that the Paleocene predator could have been 42 to 47 feet in total length, about 13 to 14 meters. And theoretically, it might have tipped the scales at one and a quarter tons. Longer than the Tyrannosaurus rex, Titanoboa serigenensis is the biggest snake known to science, living or extinct. So here's a question. What would a snake so massive eat? Green anacondas famously eat capybaras, the adorable pig-sized rodents with semi-aquatic habits. Smaller cousins of the American alligator are also on their menu. When the Smithsonian created a life-size Titanoboa sculpture for display as part of its Titanoboa monster snake exhibit in 2012, it showed the mighty snake wolfing down a crocodilian. Google a picture of this. It is the fastest that I've said nope about anything all week, and we live in nope-filled times. The following year, researchers published a description of Titanoboa's head structure. Anatomically, the reptile's teeth and jaws resemble those of modern snakes that specialize in eating fish. If Titanoboa followed suit, that'd make it the only boid on record with a fish-centric diet. Like the green anaconda, Titanoboa probably spent a great deal of time in bodies of water. There, it could have more easily lugged its massive body weight around and beat the jungle's sweltering heat. Researchers have cited this animal as evidence of the Paleocene's hot climate. Climate scientists think the world was far warmer in the early Paleocene than it is today. Reptiles may have reaped the benefits. For the most part, snakes, lizards, turtles, and crocodiles can't generate body heat the way that mammals, like us, do. Instead, they maintain their vital functions by absorbing warmth from their environments. So, by taking into account Titanoboa's size, 
scientists can make an educated guess about the environment that it lived in. By some calculations, the very existence of such a huge, cold-blooded reptile indicates that Columbia must have had a mean annual temperature of 86 to 93 degrees Fahrenheit, that's 30 to 34 degrees Celsius, when the snake reigned 58 million years ago. But perhaps dead boids aren't the most reliable gauges. We spoke via email with Kale Snyderman, an earth scientist at the University of Melbourne in Australia who studies prehistoric climates and ecosystems. He notes that the Pleistocene, an epoch that ended about 10,000 years ago and included Earth's most recent ice age, also had its share of big reptiles. He said, Many now extinct reptile species existed in the Pleistocene that were larger than their living relatives. Those extinct species lived at a time when climates pretty much everywhere were at least 1 to 3 degrees Celsius, about 2 to 5 degrees Fahrenheit, cooler than today. Consider Varanus priscus, a Komodo dragon relative that patrolled Australia during the last ice age. At roughly 15 feet or five and a half meters long, it was far bigger than the lizards we have today. And speaking of saurians, the biggest gecko of all time died out in its native New Zealand just a few hundred years ago. Snyderman said, neither occurred in warm climates by global standards. It could be that giant reptiles don't need an oppressively hot planet to survive and thrive after all. Competition from mammals might be a bigger check on their success. In any case, Titanoboa is long gone. So is the Ice Age Komodo dragon and the Great New Zealand gecko. Yet their cousins remain, enriching our world with flashy scales, forked tongues, and adhesive toe pads. This may be an age of mammals, but there are still some wonderful reptiles among us. Today's episode was written by Mark Mancini and produced by Tyler Klang. For more on this and lots of other weighty topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. BrainStuff is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. from Tomboy X, celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women, creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection, obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes three extra small through six X. Visit TomboyX.com. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.